honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the SportsStuff.com and also brought to you by the Oddman Media Network. Here are your hosts, Paladino Joey and Marcus the Forecaster. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every single one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It's also available on Stitcher and Double Twist. Stitcher, of course, is for any device pretty much out there, and Double Twist is Android. iTunes is Apple. We're back. Well... There were moral victories, close games, and all that. One really yucky game in the middle. Uh, We got five games to review. I'm going to try to (laughs) do the best I can to piece them together without taking too long. Sometimes I just go on and on, and I got to be careful about that, even though I'm sure it's information that needs to be said at times. At least uh, most Timberwolves fans hopefully agree with that, but you get the idea. We don't want to drag this out too far. And then we uh, preview three games uh, before the All-Star break. We'll have a show next week, and we'll probably take a break the week after because the All-Star break, you know, it's kind of, yeah. We, we won't have a game until Friday, February 19th, after Friday, or Wednesday, February the 10th, so you get the idea. Uh, with that said, let's just get moving. Regular show, reviews in segment one, preview segment two, fan interaction segment three, bombs away. Wednesday, January the 27th, Minnesota heads, or excuse me, hosts the Oklahoma City Thunder, the OKC, or whatever people like to call it. And they do not win the game. 126-123. An awesome basketball game to watch. But the one thing that's really the final piece right now, literally for this franchise to start turning the corner and winning some games, is, well, being able to finish. Yep, and it's obviously not trying to be sarcastic, not trying to be funny in some way. It's just they need to be able to finish. And that's a huge struggle that takes place during the course of this week, except for the final game of the five. Finally, you get uh, (laughs) some clutch ability and also something very wonderful occurred during the course of this week. Even though in a game that we'd call extremely disappointing, something very wonderful (laughs) took place late late and during that game. Very wonderful. Uh, A lot of you know what it is, but at the same time, I'll elaborate. Uh, You'll get my elaboration on it. (laughs) For me personally, the host of Timberwolves Explosion, the most veteran podcast for the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, on the planet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is the most veteran podcast on the planet. I've been around the longest, doggone it. Um, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, they played well. Russell Westbrook, again, just playing like a point guard, playing clutch. Very good game by Russell Westbrook. Just incredible. I had ripped the crap out of this guy for so long. You know, kind of like what I'm... <laughs> okay, kind of like what I do about the the Northern California team, but... Because I hate the gestures and the and the, the the cockiness and all that. I hate all that crap. So, how do you think that's old school? Well, then I'm old school. Great. Let, deal with it. <laughs> but he doesn't do that anymore. And he doesn't shoot his team out of games. At least not as much as he used to. Mm, 7 of 13 from the floor. Still managed to get 24 points. And he also got 15 assists in the game. Just unbelievable performance. Enos Cantor, Timberwolves killer, strikes again. Carl Anthony Towns-like statistics here when Carl's having a good game. And obviously, that's not trying to be sarcastic. It's just that, well, you know, Carl's a rookie. He's not going to have this these numbers every night. 23-10 in the game. Two blocks. 23-10 and 10 for Enos Kanter. 10 of 16 from the floor. The Thunder shot incredibly the entire game. They made half of their three-pointers. My God. This, their three-point attempts were as good as Kevin Durant's overall field goal percentage. 10 of 20 from the game. Poor perimeter defense. Same old story. You get the idea, but excellent passing from Russell Westbrook during the course of the game. Kevin Durant, multifaceted, outstanding, nine rebound performance, 27 points. Again, 50% shooting from the floor. Strong game by this team. The Wolves just can't finish games like this, and it's so devastating, so painful. I had a feeling this was going to be a good game for Wiggins, and it was solid, but just limited field goal attempts? I, 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 I don't know. And it was frustrating, but the guy that really made things extremely interesting in the second half of this game. And, and really early even, he started off really strong and then just went eight bleep in that fourth quarter. Got the Wolves rolling. And yeah, see, the fact is, 
the Wolves had to make a comeback at the same time. And of course, <laughs> Zach Levine was a huge part of bringing the Wolves in the game, keeping the Wolves in the game, per se, in that third and fourth quarter. Just went ape bleep. It's just that the Wolves can't seem to finish late in games. That's all I'm trying to say. Not trying to erase a positive here, an, an incredible positive by another guy who also was a part of that wonderful thing that took place later on in the week. Zach Levine. Yeah, he couldn't miss. And he was shooting spot-up threes. Yes, spot-up threes. Five of eight from the floor. Spot-up threes. I rest my case. Are, are they high-percentage shots, or am I just full of crap here? Am I just coming behind this microphone and just and just, and just just spewing venom and talking shit? There we go, pardon my language, but because I try to keep this a family show. But just talking BS. No, no idea what I'm talking about. You know, I'm just not educated enough, right? Oh, yeah, I'm not educated enough. Well... Take a look in the mirror if you don't think. <laughs> um, catch catch and shoot from three. Yes, it's simple. It's fundamental. But what's lacking in the NBA today from a lot of the young guys and some of the older guys? Fundamentals. What made, what made Tim Duncan so great? Fundamentals. Why is Tim Duncan still good at 39 years of age? Gee, could it be fundamentals? Nah. Well, Zach Levine was, played intelligent basketball, and he shot the ball like a freaking... <laughs> like a freaking pimp, man, there to bring things a little more modern. (laughs) NBA Jam, baby, he's on fire. Zach Levine was NBA Jam out there, 14 to 17 from the floor, 35 points, career high. Just, just awesome game by Zach Levine. And there was a lot of catch and shoot in this one. Yes, he was driving to the basket, athleticism dunks, nothing wrong with it. I never want to see the slashing go away until he's like, you know, in his mid-30s, maybe you might want to cut down on that and just stick to the spot-up threes, but... When you can do both, I mean, hell yeah, man. <laughs> Zach Levine, just just a beautiful game for him. And only 29 minutes, 29 and a half. But good, great game, Zach Levine. And I swear, man, these guys, somebody somewhere listens to Timberwolves Explosion. That's not trying to brag or anything. But, you know, <laughs> this show's been around almost eight years, man. So you, you think a single player, one day, just out of the blue, for the hell of it, didn't look up, maybe... Uh, a Timberwolves podcast, let's see what some clown has to say about us. Do you think that hasn't happened once or twice? It's not like they're acknowledging me or anything. No. It's not like I'm getting posted and retweeted out there. Except I'm getting liked by uh, <clears throat> by, by Rudej, but that's that's more of a simple thing. We'll get to that into the fan interaction because Rudej is a fan. No, 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 I'm a fan of his. Um, Wiggins, kind of a quiet game, but Zach Levine, just the man. Awesome. Gorgie Zheng was fantastic in the game as well. Carl Anthony Towns it was Carl Anthony Towns, baby. Uh, nice, another double-double, 19-13, if you get the idea. Five assists in the game. Kind of a Garnett-ish type of game when he was in his young, young days. 20-20, like 3-25-ish. Nice game by Carl Anthony Towns. The Wolves played great in this game. Kept things going. It's just the ability, the ability to finish is what's slowing this team down in the win column. And some of the rotations and certain guys getting playing time that shouldn't. Bielitsa, you think he hasn't listened to Timberwolves Explosion after I tore him to shreds last episode? <laughs> 23 minutes, 11 points, 3 of 5 from the floor. Made all 5 of his free throws. He even got 3 rebounds this time instead of 2. Hey, there you go. See, he even increased in his rebounding total. <laughs> and yeah, I made a critical error on the last show. Talking about why is Bielitsa in the game? Couldn't you put Adrian Payne in? Well, yeah, Adrian Payne was kicking butt over in the MBDL at the time, so... Yeah, and that's another reason why Mr. Bielitsa, Nemanja Bielitsa, was out there playing more frequently. But, um, you know, you know. Uh, yeah, just the ability to finish. That's the thing. You get the idea. Just scorching the net. He's on fire. NBA Jam Central for Mr. Zach Levine. Friday, January the 29th, we head to Utah, one of the most beautiful states in the country. Just the mountains, the clean, oh, man, the clean air, everything. Oh, salt light. I mean, it's it, it just... How can you not like the mountain area, man? The mountain time zone? How can you not like it? If you don't like it, something's wrong with you. Seriously. But the Wolves didn't like this one very much. Um, They really sucked in this game. (laughs) Is it okay to say that? Am I being a jerk? They scored 38 points in the second half. Really, man? That's just piss poor, man. Third quarter. Wiley Coyote Wall. It happened. The Wolves had a minor Wiley Coyote Wall against the the, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder in that fourth quarter. But they hit a wall in that third quarter against Utah, and they've been known to do that in the third quarter many times. Fourth quarter sometimes, I think the third is the ultimate Coyote Wall performance. Most of you know what that means. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not going to explain it again. Check back on the earlier episode where it says Wiley Coyote Wall, 
and you'll hear about all about it because that was kind of the center of that show. This one is that wonderful thing. I'm I'm gonna keep teasing to it. Um, well, but then again, it's in the it's the title of the episode. So yeah, well, maybe you just didn't look at the title. <laughs> uh, Utah one hundred three to ninety. This is the least wonderful game of the week. This is the stinker of the week. You know, I almost thought I might have. I almost thought I have the feature presentation and the stinker of the week. You'd think that Oklahoma City game was the feature presentation, but no, it wasn't. Oh no, this is the stinker. One hundred three ninety. What, what more is there to say about this one other than Carl Anthony Towns kicked major ass, and so did Gorgie. I mean, Gorgie and Carl are just freaking awesome. Everything, you know, they've been just been unbelievable during the course of this week, at least in the early stages. Unbelievable. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Okay. This is one of the games where it's like, come on, Sam, take him out of there. I mean, did he even, like, get off the plane or what? I don't understand. Was he high? Uh, I, 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 35, almost 36 minutes in the game, 2 of 11 from the floor, 5 points. He didn't even make both of his free throws, 50%, 1 of 2, ooh, 50%. But he, the, the stat of the game for Andrew Wiggins, 2 steals, but uh, other than that, he didn't even get a single rebound. Bloody hell. Rubbish. Yeah, bloody hell, man. Bloody hell, mate. Rubbish. Utter rubbish. Utter rubbish, yeah. You get the idea. Wow, and this is the first of two just horse horse bleep games by uh, Andrew. And I'm as big a fan of Andrew Wiggins <laughs> as there is in this town. Carl Anthony Towns is a fantastic, unbelievable player. And some nights he's the only guy, and he really was. 32-12 and 12 in this game. And that's about all I have to say, other than Zach got another really damn good game. He brought the same fire with him in this one. And he always plays well against Utah, like I predicted. 9 of 12 from the floor. 75%, 19 points. Didn't attempt a single three, though. Hmm. You might want to hit shoot some of those a little bit. I mean, the Wolves only 2 of 10 from three-point range. You know, they, they didn't even shoot that poorly. They just didn't get shots off. That's the problem. They didn't get enough shots off during the course of the game. I mean, that 24-shot clock was having a having a field day with the Wolves in this one. Um, and Utah just did, did what they do. Uh, Gobert, the other guy who almost got the uh, MVP of the, uh, the uh, Rising Stars game last year. 14 and 12 in the game. Got a little bit of revenge, <laughs> ultimately. Rodney Hood is developing into a really nice player also, by the way. He's, he's kind of like a much, he's like a miniature version of Andrew Wiggins for those uh, 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 Utah Jazz. A very miniature version, like a role, a good role player version of him. 22-point game overall for him. Even Gordon Hayward didn't didn't play that well. It's not even that he didn't play well, he just wasn't aggressive at all. And the Jazz still just rolled over this club. Extremely frustrating. Not a whole lot to say about this game other than Wiggins was freaking awful. And then Towns and Gorgie and Levine did a really nice job out there. And that's all I'm going to say for now. Let's just keep moving for the sake of time. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the ugliest game of the week. Sunday, 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 January the 31st. The Wolves try to wrap up the first month of 2016. It's already gone on a positive note, and they didn't. Um, they played well in the game, but they didn't finish the game. They hit what looked like a wily wall in the second, but they broke through, baby. They actually broke through and had an awesome third quarter. Made things, I mean, they were actually leading after three quarters, feeling really good about themselves, and Portland just finished the job. Unfortunately, the Wolves didn't get it done. Damian Lillard, of course, leading the way, 21 points for the Portland Trailblazers. Why in God's name is he not on the All-Star team? I, I, uh, Other than there's like 900 good guards, I guess, in the Western Conference, including the Northern Cal guy, son of a biscuit. I refuse to say the name or the team right now. i just tired of them, so don't want to give them any more notoriety. They get enough, trust me. Um, Solid team effort for the Wolves in this one, but poor shooting, I'd have to say. And one guy uh, shot like horse bleep in the game. Uh, mm, uh Uh-huh, 3 of 18 from the floor. Uh, from Andrew Wiggins, he just got to the free throw line, though. I mean, good job there. And he ended up being a plus eleven in the game, if you can believe that. Three of eighteen shooting from Andrew Wiggins. We're talking, we're talking like I, I don't know what the hell's going on here. He made like four shots, and <laughs> he made like no, he made five shots out of like twenty nine, five of twenty nine in that two game stretch. That is freaking atrocious. Yet still managed to fill the fill the numbers a little bit. Nine rebounds from your shooting guard, not bad from Andrew Wiggins, and fifteen points, oh four from three point range. An absolute stinker for Andrew Wiggins. Yet again, still managed to get 15 points because he was aggressive enough to get to the line. If you're not making your shots, slash, slash, Andrew, slash, 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 you know? Yeah. 
pull out that ninja sword and do some slashing, okay? That's what you got to do. That's what I always did even. And, you know, I mean, it's just kind of a common sense thing. If you have the ability to attack the basket, do it. If you're shooting is not, if you're not shooting well in the game, just continue to slash. Though he was missing some close range stuff too. Just a mess of a game from Andrew Wiggins. 3 of 18. Unbelievable. Carl Towns, again, another one. 21 and 13. <laughs> Made half of his shots. 9 of 18 from the floor. Carl Towns looked like he was absolutely, positively on his way to the Lone Wolf Award. And he still is a strong candidate for it. Even Gorgie Zhang. You'd think it was Towns and Zhang during the quarters of this one. Zhang shot 50%, but he didn't shoot enough. Only 8 attempts, 13 points, and 10 rebounds in the game. Another double-double, but Towns adding 3 blocks in the game. Just a force down low. Plug in the middle. Outstanding game for him. Shabazz Muhammad disappeared in this one. Didn't score a single point in about 13 minutes. Andre Miller returning to the floor. He always seems to get to play against his former teams, but seems like he has a million former teams. That's the thing. <laughs> he was good in this game, but it seems like he always has a turnover at the stupidest time. What the hell is up with this guy? Uh, four turnovers in the game, and it helped cost the Wolves the game, ultimately. It kind of kept Portland moving in the right direction. He only had, uh, Miller only had one assist in the game, but his field goal percentage is unbelievable. I mean, he made all three of his shots again in this, in this game. He's leading the team in field goal percentage, even though he probably doesn't have enough attempts, but you get the idea. <laughs> it's, it's just hilarious. The guy makes every shot he takes. It's kind of funny. Bielitsa, 12 minutes of meh again. Pekovic, this is maybe the, uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, this may be the last hurrah for him. Only six minutes and 25 seconds in the game, and it looks like he's kind of on his way to the, uh, the, uh, I, I don't know what you call it, the, uh, <laughs> the old, uh, the old post, post box in the, in the sky right now, at least his career could be heading that direction, um, as for him personally, I hope he lives 99 to 100 years, but as for his career, I don't think it's going to extend past the season, and I predicted it in the summer, then I started to change my tune a little bit, Thinking, you know, yeah, you can keep him as a backup center. You could, and when he starts and plays limited minutes, a la Kevin Garnett, wow, Carl Anthony Towns just takes off and gets 15, 17 rebound type games out there. And he looks just, he's just flying everywhere and he's hoisting up threes, which he made one of two in the game, by the way, against Portland. Carl Anthony Towns adding a little three-point shot along with his per, almost perfect-looking mid-range shot, a la David Robinson, um, to go along with his quick slashing to the basket at times. But uh, you saw like a Dave, even more of a David Robinson out of Towns when Pekovic is out there because he was quicker. Because Robinson was a pretty quick guy. But uh, maybe you're not going to be seeing a whole lot of Pekovic and the, the Wolves uniform much longer. And it's kind of sad. It's really sad. And he, maybe this was his last game. Who knows? Really frustrated with the finish of this one, even though the Wolves played well. And yeah, I get usually get to, I don't know. <laughs> I usually get a little backlash when I say it was an upsetting finish. The finish was upsetting. Okay, not the game, not the game in general. There's a lot of positives on this team. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, uh, Wiggins, though, field goal percentage made me sick. Uh, just made me want to vomit. And, of course, 30 minutes out of Tayshaun Prince. Does anybody want to see that anymore? I mean, does anybody? Seriously, anyone? Hands up? I don't see any hands raised. I Even though even though I'm, there's no one staring at me right now, but I, I don't think any of your hands are raised. I, I just don't think so. Portland game, oh, you know, the defense was significantly better. That was nice. They got Portland to shoot less, basically. But they just, the Wolves just could not finish the job. Here's the game again. The whole freaking season, it's the same story. It's just this this time it finally bit the Wolves in the ass. <laughs> and a certain guy um, did something in this one. Tuesday, February the 2nd. Oh, goody, Groundhog Day and a nice, beautiful snowfall that came down. And those of you hating on the snow right now, be quiet. It's February. It was February 2nd. It's February whatever it is now, 6th. Ah, be quiet. It's winter. I like winter a lot, you know. And if you like, you know, how can you not like winter if you're an NBA fan, by the way? It means it's NBA season if it's winter time. Now, come on. And we can finally stop talking about football, damn it. <laughs> I love football, but damn it. I like when we can focus on basketball and, and even some hockey, too. But uh, Kobe Bryant, yeah, 38 points in the game. 38 points in the game. Andrew Wiggins, 30 points. A little bit of mirror imaging going on here by Kobe and uh, Andrew Wiggins. Little, little, little winking and smiling going on between the two. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins, fadeaway shot. 
turnaround fadeaway shot looked a little bit like somebody. And that same guy said, that looks familiar. And it was a smile and a wink. And it was a beautiful shot. And Andrew Wiggins, after shooting like a, like a, I, I don't even want to say a word. I Just like garbage out there. Uh, 15 assist game by Rubio, by the way. But uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going here, man. But uh, Wiggins was freaking awesome in the game. 30 points. And he, uh, yeah, he looked like a certain guy. But that certain guy named Kobe Bryant just started hitting every shot. He, he got in a rhythm. 7 of 11 from the floor and made several free throws late to keep the Lakers ahead and ultimately win the game. 38-point performance by Kobe Bryant. And it was a season high for Kobe Bryant. His previous season high was 31. And it just miraculously, Kobe goes off like he used to against the Wolves for just, like, forever. Like, two decades. Yeah, only two decades, that's all. At least the better part of two decades. His rookie year, well, eh, he made some athletic dunks and that was about it. He didn't do a whole lot in his rookie year, but you get the idea. Um, geez. Uh, it was the old rhythm shot that he has. You know, he's just he's just... Got in the motion and nailed his shots, and there's nothing you can do about it. And regardless how good the defense was, Kobe was making everything against seven of eleven from three point range. Unfrickin' believable. And I can't say the perimeter defense was all that good in this game, but it was kind of like a what can you do type of thing. Kobe didn't have to slash to the basket every time he attempted to; it didn't get very far. But when his shot was on, it was on, and he, he did a hell of a job down the stretch, and he buried the Wolves in that fourth quarter with those three point shots. Even though the Wolves did what they could to come back and try to win the game, uh, the Lakers were kicking the Wolves' butts, particularly in that their second quarter. It was a major Wiley Coyote wall, and Kobe didn't have a whole lot to do with it. He was doing okay, but it was overall just a team effort for the Lakers, and the Wolves were just sucking for the longest time. Second half was so much fun to watch, and Andrew Wiggins continued to uh, show signs of what he's going to be in this league, regardless of how most of you think he's not the best player on the team long term. You know, you can have that opinion, and it's totally fine. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, if he's David Robinson, he's going to be pretty freaking awesome, and that's who I do think he's going to be. But what if you have David Robinson and Kobe together? What would that team look like? Would they win a lot of games, you think? Hmm. Andrew Wiggins is starting to look like Kobe out there a little bit. A, l- a little bit. A little bit. Okay, a little bit. He's showing some signs of it, and Kobe Bryant... Did something wonderful <laughs> in the game. We'll get to that. Uh, Zach Levine, 50% again. Just torching the net all week. <clears throat> Didn't shoot particularly great against Portland, but he still managed to get 14 points. And he did it again. And he helped the Wolves make a nice comeback in this one. Rubio was outstanding on the past day with 15 assists again. Just a very fun game overall. Getting uh, Completing passes to several guys. Mohamed Levine on the break. Wiggins on the break. Uh, Gorgie Zhang and Tayshaun Prince on his usual long two-point shots, which he made a few of, so good for him. Fun game to watch, but an annoying finish. Just, come on, yeah, can't you beat the Lakers? But I suppose it's like, oh, Kobe, one more time, go for 81. No, don't, let, let's not give Kobe 81, but he almost did 40. <laughs> and Kobe Bryant gave uh, Andrew Wiggins his blessing in uh, in this game, and he wants to help uh, Kobe Bryant, and, or he wants to help coach Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine in the summertime. And it not that cool? Isn't that cool? It's a wonderful, wonderful thing, ultimately, when you talk about the future of this franchise. And the thought that Kobe Bryant sees a lot of familiarity in Andrew Wiggins to himself. That's a good sign. That's a very, very good sign. The consistency is continuing to come. Kobe Bryant, in his second season, averaged 15 points a game. Yes, he was coming out of high school, so it's a one-year differential. In his third year, Kobe averaged 22 points a game. Andrew's averaging about 21. So, hmm. And, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal was on that team, though. Wiggins is not at Kobe's level at this stage, but he could be at some point. He could could approach it. He could be maybe a slightly lower version of it. Andrew Wiggins is going to make many, many, many All-Star games. Carl Anthony Towns, this is probably the last year you're going to not see Towns on the All-Star roster, in my humble opinion. I mean, (laughs) he's going to be fantastic, just like his counter, just like I think his counterpart, David Robinson, another first-round pick, first overall pick. Robinson went in right away, but that's because he was late from the Navy. You get the idea. Towns, only a freshman, would only be a sophomore in, in college right now, only a freshman last year. Same with Wiggins. Ultimately, he'd be a junior at this stage. And he's already averaging almost 21 points a game in this league and with pretty pretty decent teammates here that also need the block to be successful. 
Rudez didn't make either one of his three-point shots that he took, but he still was okay in the game. You know, made a couple of <laughs> a couple of shots in the in the in the two-point range during the course of the game. I still like him more than Bielitsa. He's a better shooter than him, Bielitsa. But um, fun, entertaining battle between Kobe and Wiggins. He had the post-up shots and a lot of similarity. You get the idea. Roy Hibbert is just, he's just done. Wow. Whew. Unwatchable. Pathetic. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, Vince Germano, you got yourself a nice player, man. You, you really do. Not sure how good he's going to be yet. It's kind of hard to tell with the way things are going there. How he kind of, he comes up the bench mostly. He seems to always play well against us, though, doesn't he? It's probably he's just, oh, you should have taken me number one overall. But, well, you're Carl Anthony Towns, man. Come on, you got to take Towns. And the Wolves did the right thing, in my opinion. Uh, we'll just have to see where things go, though, ultimately. A disappointing finish, but a wonderful, fun sight to see Kobe and Wiggins interacting over and over again. Kind of reminded me of Jordan and Kobe in the All-Star Game in 1998. It was a lot of fun to watch. The, co- the interaction between the two and Jordan, the encouragement, passing on his blessing to Kobe Bryant. Could Kobe possibly, just possibly, at the end of his career now, be passing on his blessing to Andrew Wiggins? It, it appears to be heading in that direction, and that is very, very cool. It appears to be exactly what's going on right now, and that's really cool. Will that mean he's going to be, will that, will that mean Wiggins is going to rise as high as, 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 <laughs> as guys like that? I hope so. I, I truly hope so. A loss is a loss, though. <clears throat> but the Wolves stay in the same building. Back-to-back nights, but in the same building, Staples Center. Uh, they just uh, have the Clippers coming from a different locker room. One with uh, one with red, b- white, and blue coming out of there. <laughs> the sailboats are coming to the court Wednesday, February the 3rd. After we've shoveled our snow, at least most of us in this town had shoveled our snow at this point. And uh, the Wolves shoveled some snow away. They shoveled some of that Laker frustration after Kobe had had that blizzard on the Wolves. They shoveled that away. It was a new day. The court was now red instead of whatever it is, purple and gold. And the Wolves won the game. (laughs) Yeah, the Wolves won the game. 108-102. Yeah, there was a questionable call late in the game where Chris Paul just did a minor argument, clapping his hands at the referee a little bit. He didn't really clap his hands at the referee. He was just like... On like that, and he got a technical foul, and that kind of kind of helped ice the game late, which is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> it kind of helped things go the way they did, but it was just one play, so we can kind of not let not not tarnish the game too much. Rudez spot up shots made all of his shots three three two three pointers and another bucket down the stretch. Gotta like the old catch and shoot, don't you, Andrew Wiggins? <laughs> or Andrew Wiggins, yeah, we'll get to him in a second. Zach Levine, another 17-point performance. Made half of his threes again. He's a different player right now. I mean, catch and shoot, common sense, fundamental basketball, continuing to really help this team. Carl Anthony Towns, it's basically a fundamental for him right now in getting a double-double. I mean, just another strong performance. 7-16, not as pretty a game for Carl, but he was going against DeAndre Jordan for Pete's sake. He got blocked a couple times. Kind of frustrating. DeAndre Jordan, oh, I can't. Oh, he drives me nuts. Three blocks in the game and they were at key times. Drove me nuts. Pissed me off. I was cursing at the television. Thought the Wolves were going to lose this one. But they didn't. And it was beautiful. Andrew Wiggins carrying that torch. Carrying the torch that Kobe Bryant handed to him. It's not an official torch. It's a it's a torch elect, basically. He's getting elected by Kobe Bryant right now. But it's unofficial yet. It's a, it's, a, it's like getting, I don't know, in like a Final Fantasy adventure. You got the rusty sword. It's a matter of, will that sword accept you? And will it become the mana sword? You know? That's what Wiggins has right now. He's being tested right now with the rusty sword, basically. But it is truly, but it is secretly the mana sword. <laughs> will he achieve it? Well, he looked like he's on his way in this one. He was fantastic, again, carrying that rusty sword. And <laughs> had another 31-point effort. 61 points in two games for Andrew Wiggins, a far cry from the garbage he gave us in the middle of the week, that five-point effort against Utah, and the just, woof, the construction work. He, he should have been wearing a hard hat against the Portland Trailblazers in that game. I mean, you make a couple more of those, we win that game. It's unbelievable how poor of a performance it was for Andrew in the Portland game. But a completely different guy. He, he just, he shows up when he goes against the best players and he shows up when he's on national television as this game was. It was on ESPN 
for the whole world to see. We were on the showcase, the West the West Coast version of it, the second game the, of the ESPN Wednesday showcase, and Andrew Wiggins showed up for that game. That's a good sign. We'd like to see more consistency, but at least he shows up against the big opponents and when the lights are bright. That's a great sign because I think the consistency will continue to come as he matures and develops and he fills out physically. Because I'm sure he gets tired, obviously, like we all do. He's not used to the grind of the NBA yet. He's he's getting there. I mean, he's he's close to it enough. He's physically, cardiovascularly used to it. But you get the idea. He needs to get bigger, needs to get stronger, and it becomes more of a routine rather than a grind for Andrew Wiggins. That's what's taking place at this stage. It's getting better, though. It's getting better, thank God. (laughs) Andrew Wiggins carried this team down the stretch. It was beautiful, and the Wolves end up winning the game. Rubio making some free throws late due to some unintelligent play by the Clippers at times. Rubio making key free throws, carrying the team down the stretch. Hack DeAndre was in play, and the commissioner's trying to crack down on this, apparently, during the summer. We'll see what happens there, but Hack DeAndre was hacking the Wolves as well. Oh, just 18 point, 15 rebound, 3 block game. The guy's got too much energy. He drives me nuts. I hate him. I, I, oh, I, I, I hate playing against him. He drives me nuts, and he's got, he's sure, he sure is cocky, boy. Woo-hoo. <laughs> For those of you that don't like uh, Draymond Green on the Northern California team over there, DeAndre Jordan's very similar on the Southern California team called the Clippers. The other team I hate, the Clippers. <laughs> oh, man, man, man. He is a son of a gun, but luckily the Wolves finally survive it. The longest winning streak against a single team in the NBA, the Clippers, the Clippers of all teams, with a 14-game win streak against the Wolves, snapped. It's over. The Wolves finally get a win. It was disgusting seeing Mamute hit an open three, a corner three down the stretch, but, eh, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll give them that. The Wolves end up winning the game. Austin Rivers was ejected from the game, and he's kind of a, ugh, he's, he's kind of a punk. It seems like he's, he's, always getting in, he's always getting in some kind of scuffle with somebody, yelling at people, getting in. He even got in a fight with Kevin Garnett last year. Like, what the hell, man? Come on. He played on your dad's team when they won a championship. What the hell's up with you, man? Austin Rivers, nothing but trouble, and he's on his dad's team right now. It's kind of funny. I can't imagine uh, that. Uh, I can't imagine that Doc Rivers was all too impressed with it, though. Can't imagine. Mm. Not really. Uh, Chris Paul did not have his best game. He was clanging some threes down the stretch. The Clippers could not hit the three-pointer when they needed to. It bit them in the ass. Thirty-two attempts, only eleven made. 34%. That's not the worst ever, but their field goal percentage late in the game really cost them. They were missing a lot of open threes. The Wolves were giving the Clippers a chance to win the game, but they didn't. Thank God the Wolves walk out of this one with a victory. Very fun indeed, and nice to see Andrew Wiggins carrying that Cully Bryant torch into, well, right back into Stable Center the following night, and a victory. The Wolves end their personal losing streak against the Clippers and end their overall losing streak. And this one, a very positive finish. So let's wrap things up here. Kind of a long one, but fun. <laughs> I'm out of breath right now, aren't I? Woo, that's a long segment, isn't it? Woo, long segment, long segment. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, Andre Miller played against another former team and was really good during the stretch of this one. Again, a couple of turnovers and always a key times drives you crazy. He actually missed a shot in the game, which is kind of funny. Seven assists though, really liked what Andre Miller brought to the Wolves in this game as well. I had to not, uh, I had to, I had to mention that before I exited the uh, the reviews here and started to the going to the awards section here. Ultimately, I'm going to give the Lone Wolf Award to the guy that's holding the torch, even though it probably should go to Carl Anthony Towns. He's going to get a gold-plated, <laughs> gold-plated uh, Lone Wolf Award, well, Carl Towns, but ultimately the, the Lone Wolf Award is going to go to uh, Andrew Wiggins, because he, the way he took that charge and showed up in those in the big moments, ultimately. A consistency Lone Wolf Award is going to go to Carl, though. Consistently awesome throughout the week. Strong performances. It's just that Wiggins shown brightest, <laughs> showed up at the, at the biggest time, ultimately, when the, when the lights were brightest. Beautiful performances by Andrew Wiggins in that two-night stretch in Staples Center. The, the Johnny Flynn Memorial, the disappointment of the week, well, who should it go to? I, I don't know. Uh, Muhammad kind of disappeared during the course of this week. I'm going to give it to... I'm going to give it to Muhammad. He just kind of disappeared during the course of the week, ultimately. 
Or should I give it to Kevin Garnett for uh, coming out and supporting Stan Mitchell the way he did? It's like, come on, man. And do we really have to keep Stan Mitchell around long term? And do we really have to believe that we're all buying in? And it was at the worst time, too, when the team was really playing like garbage. It's like, what's the last thing we want to hear right now is we're all behind Stan Mitchell. So I might kind of semi-give it to Garnett for that. Hopefully he's able to come back and play again. But don't be surprised if Kevin Garnett and Nikola Pekovic, well, are in their final seasons in the NBA. And Garnett can move on into the ownership with Steve Kaplan, who is currently a part of the Memphis Grizzlies organization. He'll be a part of the Wolves organization by the end of this month or March at the latest. Ultimately, will Garnett be joining that group? Most likely. Most likely. I don't have any like clear-cut sources on that, but most likely he will be. I mean, come on. He wants to buy this team. Kevin Garnett wants to be a part of the Timberwolves, and we'll see what happens. I think Steve Kaplan is going to be the lead investor. Garnett will be one of the big spokes mouths for the Timberwolves. Spokes mouths. <laughs> That's about it. But um, yeah, I, I got to give it to Muhammad and Garnett. Kind of both light versions of the Johnny Flynn Memorial, ultimately, in this one. And almost like you could almost give it to Wiggins, too, for those awful performances. And he was absolutely going to get it until he showed up the way he did against Kobe and also against the Clippers the following night. That's it. We better end this segment before I ramble on some more. We'll come back to preview a couple games, three games, right after this. Now I know what you're thinking Did this clown just compare Andrew Wiggins to Kobe Bryant? No, I did not But who's to say Andrew Wiggins can't take the baton from Kobe Bryant And go from there And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion That's right, time for some previews here on segment number two. Well, only three games to preview this time around before the All-Star break, and they're all at home. Three-game homestand for the Wolves. The bad news is, well, none of these teams particularly match up well. Pardon me for that. (laughs) Sorry about that. Match up particularly well for the Wolves, at least hmm, for the most part. Wolves had a decent game earlier in the season, though. Now, first Saturday, February the 6th is where we're starting. Target Center, of course. Chicago Bulls come to town. The Wolves defeated the Chicago Bulls early in the season when we were on that wonderful road <laughs> road quest. We had the we had the best road record in the NBA along with the Golden State Warriors. Remember that? Oh, I just said it. Ah, oh, I said their name. The Northern California team. <laughs> Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Well, Paul Gasol at this moment is a sore hand. Does that mean he's going to play? Eh, he he probably will. Sounds like Mike Dunleavy's finally going to be back after back surgery. September the 25th, Mike Dunleavy, not really a huge, gigantic, uh, (laughs) uh, not a huge difference maker necessarily, but yeah, watch him scorch the net for a couple threes. Um, Recently, Miritich had appendicitis, what the hell, man, what a rough situation. Butler has a sprained left knee, Jimmy Butler, so what the hell, jeez, what's going on here? (laughs) But he'll probably be okay, I'm guessing, hopefully, Uh, we'll see, Um, we'll see what happens, Uh, scary injury just last night, the other day, or a couple of days ago, with Jimmy Butler being rolled on the floor in a chair after the hard fall. We'll see what happens right now. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see if he's able to play against the uh, the Timberwolves. Just, it just happened, unfortunately. Sprained left knee for Mr. Jimmy Butler. Paul Gasol, I'm guessing he's going to play. He's going to have to. Joe Kim Noah's out until health raises over, so that's not good with a separated left shoulder. That sucks. Um, the Wolves should win this game. You know, out of these three, I think the Wolves should win this game. Take advantage of the situation. I feel bad for the Bulls. This is a little, just a couple too many injuries. And if Jimmy Butler doesn't play, you gotta win the game. If Butler does play, well, then the Bulls will probably win, I think. Sadly. Um, Butler is a, he's a fantastic player, man. He's the best player on the Bulls. And, well, uh, Wiggins, I'm sure... Has matured a bit since the since his original meeting against Butler. He's he's learned a bit since then. That's the good news. Uh, Butler just tore him apart. I still remember early in his in Andrew's rookie year. I do think uh, I I do think this is a winnable game for the Timberwolves. I think this is a team we can beat. For whatever reason, uh, for the longest time the matchup was terrible with Chicago. Now it seems to be turning a bit. And with all these injuries, you might as well take advantage of it. Just please put a body on Mike Dunleavy. Don't let him scorch the net. Because just just watch something like that silly like that happen. That would drive me nuts. Um, 
Paul Gasol, obviously always a threat, but Andrew, uh, excuse me, Carl Anthony Towns should be able to at least minimum hold his own against Mr. Paul Gasol, even though he's been fantastic, a fantastic resurgence for Mr. Gasol in Chicago. I'm going to predict a Wolves victory. I think they continue to ride this. I think Andrew Wiggins will have another big one. He's going to have a 25-ish point game, and Carl Anthony Towns is going to have another double-double. <laughs> Not a tough prediction there in that sense, but I do think Andrew Wiggins will get in the 25-ish range. Ricky Rubio will get double-digit assists in the game. Uh, what's a key guy in this one? Will Zach Levine have another big one? Will he scorch the net? Will he be on fire? Will, or will it be Shabazz Muhammad? It's kind of between those two. It's kind of a hit and miss between those two. Gorgie Zhang is another guy who... who it's like the Zhang, Zhang Mohamed Levine carousel. It's kind of like that. And lately it's been Levine. But then again, all week last week, it seemed like Gorgie showed up. And I think this is a Gorgie Zhang game. When I look at the Bulls, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Gorgie Zhang and Andrew Wiggins. I think they will be the main keys in this one. I can see Gorgie really showing up out of that, out of the carousel. You know, Towns and Wiggins are what they are. They're the main guys on the club. But Gorgie, I think, you know, in the, the carousel is going to be the main guy in this one. Minnesota is going to win the game 97-94. Very close game. Lower scoring. Andrew Wiggins will have 25-ish. Maybe more, but we'll go with 25 right now. Gorgie is going to have an 18-ish point game. He's going to have a double-double along with Carl Anthony Towns. We'll have another double-double. We'll see where things go. I, I think Towns will be a little quieter, but watch, watch him get 30. But I see this being one of those 14-10-ish and games for Towns. And I think Gorgie's going to be like 18-11 and three blocks. That that type of game from Gorgie, I can see it happening. Just my just my opinion. It's just, it's just fun we're predicting. But the Wolves win 97-94. Now the New Orleans Pelicans come to town. Put the lemon and the tomato juice. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> to, to enjoy the... Southern hospitality of the New Orleans Hornets, even though they're coming here, but you get the idea. <laughs> Every time I think of New Orleans, I think of that good food, man. And I, 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 I you know, all, all that Southern stuff. Um, the Pelicans are coming to town. They smoked the Wolves like I predicted, even though the Wolves were playing very well January the 19th against that club, playing very well. And then the Wiley Wall took place, and it was a wall made out of nine tons of concrete. I mean, just unbelievable crash for the Wolves in that one. 114.99. It was even worse than the score indicated. Can the Wolves win this one? It's like they should. I mean, they should, but we don't match up well with this team. I I, I don't know. We don't match up well with this freaking team. Well, Eric Gordon for the 99 trillionth time is unavailable because now he has a fractured right finger and it took place in that game, which is kind of funny. <laughs> oh, Eric Gordon, man. The guy can't stay healthy for anything, but he's not the key for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Tyreek Evans was pretty damn good in that game, too, but obviously Mr. Anthony Davis. A lot of people compare him to Carl Anthony Towns. I continue to say Towns is more like Robinson, but there is definite similarities. He's the modern-day comparison to Carl Anthony Towns. The old-school comparison is David Bleepin' Robinson. Doggone it. (laughs) As we like to go with former players along with current players. Tyreek Evans, sore right knee. We'll see what happens with that one. But I'm going to pick the Pelicans to win this one. Until the Wolves prove they can they can compete against this team for whatever freaking reason. Just some teams have your number, and this team has the Wolves' number. The athleticism of Anthony Davis continues to plague this team. The physicality of Amir Asik is just, mm, it's painful. Drew Holiday and Norris Cole always scorch the net against this club, especially Drew Holiday. He's always going to go off for 20, even if he's not having a good year for whatever reason. They're using him as the backup behind Norris Cole right now in New Orleans. Not sure what the deal is with that. I think Drew Holiday's a potential all-star point guard. I mean, I'm a big fan of the guy. I think those guys are the keys right there. It's definitely those three. And watch Dante Cunningham go off again. <laughs> Just like Mr. Stinkin' Tolliver uh, uh, the other night, hitting five threes against the Wolves. That was on um, New Year's Eve uh, a little while ago now. Wednesday, February the 10th, and then off to All-Star break we go. The Toronto Raptors come to town. This is a loss. <laughs> the Wolves never beat the Raptors. They just never beat them. Uh, terrible matchup, and the Raptors are fantastic right now. Terrible, terrible, uh, terrible matchup for the Wolves, and Toronto is really kicking some ass right now. Time to advance past the first round, Dwayne Casey. Come on. This team has got to advance past the first round this year. Stop screwing around, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Get this team to the second round, Dwayne Casey. This this is a first-place team. <sighs> man, I'm going crazy over there in the Eastern Conference. First-place team, no excuses. Toronto Raptors need 
to uh, continue. And I think they'll beat the Wolves again. Very strong team. Kyle Lowry, the starting point guard for the Eastern Conference, much to a lot of people's chagrin over there. Um, yeah, I mean, people are confused with, with that one. Why isn't Kyrie Irving starting at point guard for that team? I don't know. But Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry has been fantastic. DeMar DeRozan, an awesome guard, a dream guard. A lot of times, I bet you the Wolves wish they took him if they didn't take the you know, the Northern Cal guy. Um, in the in the ah, leave that alone. I'm sick of talking about it. A very deep, very strong Toronto Raptors team. They even have Biombo as the backup center. Ooh, we're coming and block some shots. They got Ross over there coming off the bench. Corey Joseph coming off the bench again. Kyle Lowry, but the, their shooting, their guards are really carrying that club, and they're doing a fantastic job. The Eastern Conference is a guards conference. The West is more of a Carl Anthony Towns conference, you know, and then with occasional super guards, of course, we know you know, who they are, and another one who could be super, and Andrew Wiggins. Um, yeah. This is a bad matchup for the Wolves. It always has been. Kyle Lowry always beats the Wolves up. <laughs> always beats up Ricky Rubio and whoever else is playing point guard. I think the Raptors win this one fairly easily, unfortunately. 99-88. to Raptors defeat the Timberwolves with their strong defense and their clutch shooting. And their outside shot and such. DeMar DeRozan just always a pain in the ass for the Wolves. And I think the Raptors get the job done. 99-88 with their very talented team that just flat out wins games right now. And the Wolves, so the Wolves go 1-3 and three in this one. They beat the team that some people would think is the best team. But now it's it's the Toronto's the best team. Um, it's just Chicago right now is the best matchup for the Wolves. The Wolves, again, never beat Pelicans, never beat the Raptors, but they can beat the Bulls, and they proved it earlier this season. I think the Wolves sweep the season series against the Chicago Bulls. How about that? Why not? 16 wins for the Wolves. They will have eclipsed last season's total. Congratulations in that sense. And we go from there. Let's get to the number 20 sooner rather than later. I see at least at least one win in the next week, but maybe just one. Hmm. Yeah, it's not that easy. We'll see. We'll leave that alone. The next week, the next two weeks, it'll be because we head into the All-Star break. Let's stop and let's come back for some fan interaction. We're even going to hear from Marcus, the forecaster, to lead things off. Be back right after this. Alright, we're back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction segment. Going to give a quick shout out to Ryan Newman of the Wolves Nation slash NBA talk out there on Facebook. Give him a like, give that page a like, would be great. And those of you out there that are, uh, that are already on, you can invite some more people to it, you get the idea. But please do also sign up or like Timberwolves Explosion on Facebook. To get to the Facebook page, type in Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves Show. Or actually, nowadays you can type in, uh, yeah, facebook.com forward slash uh, Timber, uh, Timberwolves Explosion. That's basically what you type in. It's well, kind of long, but you get the idea. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. You'll find it right away. And you'll be able to just simply go there and click like and interact with the show. Uh, get the idea. You can also call into the phone line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. Hey, those of you locally out there or just anywhere in the U.S., call that number and interact with me. Those of you from Wolves Nation out there, call in. Why not? There's there's lots of you out there that listen. There's some of you out there anyway that listen to the show, a good number of you. Now listen, call in. I don't, you know, just have a quick conversation. You can rip me, you can agree, disagree, whatever it is. I'm not going to bash you. I'm not going to edit out anything unless you like cuss real bad or something. <laughs> Other than that, I'm going to give you the floor and let you talk. Just keep it to about a minute, maybe two maximum. Tanae Brown uh, didn't send a uh, audio submission this week, but maybe busy or such. Uh, but anytime, always welcome. The audio submissions out there for those of you not in the U.S. Maybe it's you have a you, you might have a hard time calling that number and all that. You can send an audio submission with your smartphone. Every smartphone out there is a voice recorder. Apple, Android, uh, Windows phones, BlackBerry, whatever it is. Everything has a voice recorder out there, or their free apps. If there isn't one right there, maybe you like your maybe you like a certain free app more. Just record about a minute or so. <clears throat> it counts as a call in, and then just email it to paladino live at yahoo.com. Paladino live at yahoo.com. All right, let's get going. And others out there that can text me, text me too. <laughs> Marcus the Forecaster. A uh, still unofficially, officially the co-host of Timberwolves Explosion. Missed him a lot. He's been just kind of 
the bold, the old ball and chain and all that. He's he had a kid not that long ago, and um, yeah, he's been kind of tied down and such. We'll probably get him on one of these days again, but it'll probably never be like a regular thing again. But uh, these to text though, he could probably text anytime, and he's always welcome out there. So I was talking about we need Jeff Van Gundy for president of basketball operations for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I'm he just. Jeff Van Gundy is the guy I want for this team. I think that uh, he's the perfect replacement for Flip Saunders. You know, I mean, you don't want to talk about replacing a guy who died, but you get the idea. But you understand the team needs a leader right now. The leader is not Glenn Taylor. The leader is not Sam Mitchell. I think Milt Newton deserves a chance to stay on this team in the same role that he had under Flip Saunders. I would like to keep him here as general manager uh, and maybe promote him to vice president, vice president of basketball operations, if is such. He, yeah, I think he's good. I like Mill Newton. As for Stan Mitchell, I think he's a nice assistant coach, but I highly doubt he would stay on as an assistant. But you never know. You never know. This is a weird, a weird world. You never know. But I was making my huge push about Jeff Van Gundy. Uh, that's my guy. If I'm the owner of the Timberwolves today, I'm talking to Jeff Van Gundy and see what he'd like to do. I prefer him to be just the president. And not the coach, even though I think he's a very good coach. I think he was a better coach than Flip Saunders, actually. Uh, as for President Batsta operations, right now Flip Saunders is better. We don't know how good Jeff is, but I think he's more than capable of being a very good president of basketball operations. Watching the game from the perch he was at, uh, Flip Saunders improved dramatically at, at uh, being an <laughs> analyzer of talent, being where he was at the time. Not that he wasn't good before, but I think it helped being at that ESPN perch. And I think Jeff Van Gundy would be fantastic as well. Okay, on to what Marcus said now that I've burnt it out way too much. He says, yeah, something needs to be done quick. Other teams are dropping people, so pretty soon all the decent replacements will be taken. Yeah, uh, very true. Um, there's getting People are getting fired all over the place. Coaches as well. Um, Bouncing all over the place. Me and Marcus were talking about David Blatt. Uh, now we move on. I was also um, continuing with Marcus. I was saying I think Jeff Van Gundy's the best guy to replace Flip as president of basketball operations. Marcus saying, unfortunately, I think that I think the plan is to tank this season. Hopefully, we can trade Ricky for Snyder, but it's actually Schrader or Schrouder of the uh, the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Uh, he's like the backup behind Jeff Teague. Yeah, I, I like Schrader as well. Schrader. I'm getting it mixed up with Jeff. Uh, ah, with with Jordan Schrader on the Minnesota Wild. Um, he says, I'd also like to get Noah. He has KG's intensity and Peck needs to retire next season. <laughs> Noah, well, yeah, he's out now, obviously, but maybe we can get him as a free agent. We will have cap space, and the talk is Harrison Barnes is a guy the Wolves are going to be targeting in the offseason. They're talking about throwing $20 million at Harrison Barnes, though? I, I, no? No? <laughs> Where does Harrison Barnes... Uh, what about Harrison Barnes tells he's worth $22 million a year right now? No? <laughs> um, maybe 10 12 Come on, man. I don't know. Uh, but then again, we know where the NBA is headed right now. They're signing people to insane contracts. And then here we go. The big one. The big one. And this, But this was before Kobe, the Kobe game. So take note of this comment that Marcus is about to say. It's a longie, but it's a goodie. Uh, he said, this was when he was playing like trash. Wiggins was. Marcus says Wiggins won't enter the dunk contest because he lost in high school. What a bleeping. And he said the word. Bleeping disappointment. <laughs> This is what he said. Me? Nah, I lost. I'm done doing it again. Maybe one day, but right now I lost in high school and thought I should have won. So I'm just a, so I'm just dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Marcus says, amazing. That speaks so much about what kind of player he is. No wonder he looks so uninterested in the game. He's already checked out. It's like, well, we aren't going to win a championship this season, so what's the point? Ooh, zing. Whoa, hey. <laughs> Damn. Um, I think I don't think Wiggins is that bad. Some nights it looks like that. But it's interesting, though. It seems like he needs to be under the bright lights to play about good. I guess it's better than wilting under the bright lights like so many others. I, I, I thought Garnett wilted under the bright lights quite often, actually. keep trying. Pardon my language there. I keep bump, bumping this thing. Pardon my language. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to check that out there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh... <sighs> well, yeah, it is what it is. I talked about it just now. Um, onto the face to page. Randy Santana saying, Sorry for the controversial language, Joey. Okay, how about this? New leadership <laughs> for next season. New GM, Jeff Van Gundy. 
our new president of basketball operations, you get the idea. New coach Tom Thibodeau. I hear Van Gundy's commentary during games, and he is brilliant. Thibodeau is a hardline defensive animal and won't tolerate soft defense. Thoughts? That's the perfect dream scenario, my friend. You want to talk about the dream team? That's the dream team of, of Coach GM, in my opinion. Coach, President of Basketball Operations, all that. Not sure if that's realistic because the, the finances and the Wolves are one of the teams that's really struggling financially in this league. But I got to think the finances are improving when you got two number one picks, franchise player type guys. So maybe, uh, maybe. Can those, can those guys work together? It sounds like they have a nice relationship. So maybe. And if they did, that would be the best scenario in the world. The only fear is Tom Thibodeau overworks his players a bit. And that's what the ongoing rant you heard in in um, um, Chicago. One other quick note I better say right now before I forget. And it's going to make the show a teeny bit longer just because. But Darren Doogie Wolfson, who was the one that was talking about Harrison Barnes and everything. And the Wolves have, uh, are very interested in him. And the guys in the front office really want Harrison Barnes of the Warriors, the Northern Cal team. <laughs> but um, another thing, though, he mentioned is there is a current coach right now in the NBA that, uh, well, not NBA necessarily, NBA or college. That is exactly who the Wolves are targeting and will be the coach next season. Very possible. Possible scenario. He's not guaranteeing anything, but he thinks that's the guy. I'm beginning to wonder, could it be, Could it be? even though he's under a huge contract right now, could it be Fred Hoiberg? I'm just wondering. Could it be him, actually? Because the Wolves have always liked Fred Hoiberg. So could it be him? Could there still be a possibility? Maybe the Bulls aren't as happy with Fred Hoiberg as people thought. Who knows? That's just me throwing a little tidbit out there. Just a tiny little nugget. Could it be Fred Hoiberg? Could that be the guy? Or could it be, could it be Calipari? I, I, nah, it's not going to be Calipari. No way. We're not going to throw that much money at a guy who didn't do anything with the Nets years ago. So it won't be him. I was wondering that for about one second, and then I'm like, nah. And then I posted on Facebook, but I'll save it for Twitter. About Damon Juridez, I'll save that uh, for a minute. I just posted that on there. Let's look at the visitor posts. That being the Hank McCoys of the world. That son of a gun. <laughs> Wednesday, July. Damn, where am I? Oh, come on. Where is it? Okay. Uh, Hank there. Sebastian Balls. Sebastian Balls. Thank you, brother. He says, Joey Awajan is the best Timberwolves podcast in the whole state of Minnesota. He ain't a homer, and knows what he's talking about. A boot. Because it's funny how it's like misspelled. I don't know. It's just typing too fast. That's okay. Sebastian can spell. I know. I just just type it too fast. He, just, he, makes, he makes following the Wolves worth, worth it, even though they don't perform. He does. Thank you very much, Sebastian. You're the best. You are the best, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? I agree. Damn it, I agree. It looks like Tanae does as well. Don't know why there weren't like 100 likes on that, but yeah, you get the idea. Joseph Phillips out of Australia says, got to say, and Sebastian's in Mankato at this stage, unless he moved again. <laughs> he is just like Lou Nanny. You never know where he is. You know, Lou Nanny over there, you know, talking hockey. Yeah, I'd love to have him on Brave the Wild sometime, eh? Uh, Joe Phillips saying, got to say, I am proud of the team in the last couple of games. No, I mean, it, it, no, we haven't won the games, but but it was fought. Uh, good signs. Yep, um, it was fought well. Yep, good signs. I think he might have had a little voice text issues there. Yeah, that's a thing. When we voice text, it gets funky sometimes. So I get so mad at voice text sometimes. I'm Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Australia. Victoria saying, Mate, I totally agree that Levine is the true shooting guard. I heard a commentator say that Levine still thinks he can play the point. I think the coach, the next coach, needs to knock that on the head. Levine plays way better off the ball in that first stab. Wowie. Yes, it is unbelievable. Unbelievable, along with the catch and shoot. The catch and shoot, spot up threes. And then Marcus saying, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love you, Vince. Yeah, he says, yes, sir. That's the old thing I would say when I was working with Marcus, the forecaster. He'd suddenly go silent, and I'd be like, yes, sir. It's like Marcus had just got to, he'd be on a thought, and he'd go, and then all of a sudden he'd get real quiet, maybe because he's still contemplating about the next thing, because Marcus is the Yoda. He's the Yoda. I'm the Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and then Vince saying, now Levine drops 35 at 20 years of age. I think sometimes you forget how young these guys are. I mean, much like Wiggins, his body's still developing and will only get stronger. Future is bright. I know we all want success now, but I truly believe it's coming. And yeah, that's the frustrating thing about the Wolves. We're extremely impatient. I mean, it's been like re-re-re-re-re-rebuilding, you know, that BS under David Kahn. 
we've been re-rebuilding for like 12 years and yeah it's frustrating and you want it now you want it now you want it now but yeah they're 20 and it's like oh and then they're 20 again just like randy foy they were 23 and they're redeveloping that was the annoying thing that was like 10 years ago man randy foy Jiminy, Jiminy Christmas, man. That's a long time. I better watch my language, man. This show is going to get an e-label if I keep this up. I've been cursing like a madman here. And not even meaning to. It's just coming out. Uh, Joe Phillips saying, shame. Definition. Number one, to be caught urinating in public. Whoa. Two, to watch your team being schooled by the Lakers. Oh, zing. I love it. Copyright to Courtside Podcast. Vince Germano and Hank McCoy, Courtside Podcast, and just awesome contributors to this show. I approve of that show big time. It is Timberwolves Explosion approved, and Timberwolves Explosion apparently is Courtside approved. Just God bless you guys. Two of the best basketball podcasts on the planet, I think, are this one and Courtside. And the crossover podcast on thesportstuff.com as well. But boy, Courtside, my lord. Mm-mm-mm. Ah, uh, what was I saying? I was kind of having fun, truly embarrassing, unacceptable. So glad Garnett approves of Stan Mitchell. We're really cooking with gas. Joseph Phillips saying, has to be hard for him, though, to do it publicly. Maybe he would have, maybe he would have during the flip era when we had a chance to be, when he had a chance to be part owner. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, Joseph was saying Lakers versus Wolves throws the remote at the TV, picks up the broken TV, and throws it at the remote. Yep. Woo-hoo. Nice comeback, though. Ultimately, that was when things were really bad in that second quarter. Vince saying, Kobe must listen to your show. The minute you say he isn't what he once was, he comes out and drops 38 on you guys. Look at ya. Look at ya. Zing. Joseph Silva saying, beating CP3 in the Clippers. Nice. Yep. Cause it's funny how he just turned around and beat that team. And it was a lot of fun. Vince saying, really good win for you blokes today. Wiggins with another 30. It's wins like these that get you excited about the future. It's like a glimpse of what of what's to come. And here we go. Oh, here we go. The zinger himself, Mr. Hank McCoy, the alpha dog of the Hall & Oates over there. Well, you know, you know, me and Marcus are the Hall & Oates. They're... I don't know what you'd call that duo there. Hank McCoy and Vince Germano. Oh, Sherlock and uh, Sherlock Holmes and John Watson. P.S. Uh, Hank McCoy's on that case and Vince is right there with them and they are solving some of the toughest cases in the NBA. They are covering that league like Lewis and Clark. Maybe they're the Lewis and Clark of podcasting, if you know what I mean. They cover everything, baby. Lewis and Clark. There you go. <laughs> oh, you son of a biscuit. Marcus Smart, you're welcome. And yes, Marcus Smart set up the play. He's the unsung hero of the Boston Celtics. Doing the little things that make a huge difference. Setting a huge pick on Mr. Mozgov. Pushing him out of the way. Helping the Celtics retain possession of the basketball. Setting up the three-pointer from Isaiah Thomas to Avery Bradley. The all-star Isaiah Thomas of the Boston Celtics. And a deserving all-star. So says Isaiah Thomas. And Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves Explosion host Paladino Joey approves of Isaiah Thomas as an Eastern Conference all-star. And I, I applaud him. And I'm extremely Impressed with the Boston Celtics. Very good job by the Boston Celtics. My, my, my. Brad Stevens easily has got to be... I mean, he he has done an, an, a, just a phenomenal job over there in Boston. I mean, ever since he got there, all of a sudden they're a playoff team again. Yeah, it was an ugly team that barely made the playoffs, and they had to, they ran into the Cleveland Cavaliers, and boy, they sure screwed up that team, didn't they? <laughs> Kelly Olenek, you SOB. Oh, for all you Kevin Love haters, I'm sure you like Kelly Olenek right now, don't you? Mm-mm-mm. But, uh, man, um, that Brad Stevens has just done a phenomenal job, and I, I hope they continue to progress over there with the Boston Celtics. Just great job. Unbelievable. Over to the Twitter account to wrap up this episode of Timberwolves Explosion. And then I'll have a closing statement as well, I've got to say. Uh, at, at Wolves Explosion is how you get there, and I thank you so much, Vince and Tanae, for retweeting this show for the last episode. You guys do that a lot, and I thank you so very much. Please keep doing it. It only helps this out of the show. Thank you. God bless you. And those of you out there as well on Twitter, maybe you're local, maybe you're abroad, please retweet the show or, or like it or something. Tell your friends, all that. It really, really helps. It's just, thank you so much. Tanae Brown tweeting me. It's at Tanae Wilson Brown. T-A-H-N-A-E Wilson Bro, all one word. Give him a follow if you could. He may be a co-host on this show on occasion as well. He is a massive contributor to the show along with Vin Rock at V-I-N-R-O-K 44. Vince Germano. God bless you. And he's also co-host on okay, the Courtside Podcast and the Showtime and T-Wolves show 
which I'm also a co-host of <laughs> Showtime and t Wolf show, that is. Uh, he says, uh, seeing this lineup makes me wonder, would you rather would you rather Zach or Shabazz starting? Uh, this one is Dan Towns, Wiggins, Rubio, Muhammad. Um, 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 uh. Hmm. It kind of depends on the matchup, I suppose. A larger team will go with Muhammad. The smaller team will go with Zach. Uh, uh, they're kind of interchangeable as well. For, against the Lakers, we're going to go with Zach. Against a team like Phoenix Suns, we're going to go with Shabazz. Shabazz always plays well against the Suns. Just It's just a natural matchup. I think the Portland Jailblazers... Shabazz to beat, you know, it's kind of a matchup problem for Portland because they have a small backcourt, that type of thing. Let's beat up on the Blazers. Let's go with Shabazz starting. He play, I think he's more likely to perform against that team, but you get the idea. Uh, against Utah, you got to have Zach in there. He always plays well against Utah. He always plays well against the LA Lakers. Teams like that. I think you can kind of interchange it and such, even though I might drive that freaking, I drive them absolutely nuts. Today, continuing on a new one, saying, of course, Baz isn't playing well after I say that. Yep, yep, yep. And he was he was a, a weak version of the uh, the award, so to speak, the uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial. Vince and JB Hoops fan were liking a comment I made about 94, 91, and the fourth is just starting. Amazing game so far. That was against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Just a score fest. Unbelievable game. A lot of fun to watch, just unfortunately not the finish you would like. Um, and then I was tweeting out absolutely embarrassing, unacceptable, and that got liked by a few people over there. Thank you very much. I was cursing a little bit. And then Damien, or, yeah, it's not Damien, it's Dom, Dom, Damian, Damian Rudej, Rudej, liked my tweet to him saying, I love your ability with the spot of threes. You're valuable, and I'm glad you're on our team. And I am glad, Rudez. I say that with full sincerity. Rudez, not Rudez, Rudez. I, I like him a lot. I like him more than Belitza right now, and I like his spot of threes, and I think he is. I think he is a valuable guy for the Wolves. Ooh, Timberwolves Australia. Timberwolves Aus followed me. Timberwolves AU. Thank you very much. Hopefully you're a listener. That's a good sign. Timberwolves fans in Australia. Hmm, that's just a tweeter, a tweeter that followed me just the other day here. Cool. Hope you're a listener. And if you are, tweet me, please. Tweet me and acknowledge it. We could uh, interact with more on there. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you and all that good stuff. Closing statement on this one. Um, Marcus, a bit harsh and Wiggins there. Uh, frustration. But there are signs from Mr. Wiggins. We know what Carl Anthony Towns can do, and he's going to continue to develop. And I think, I really think he's a David Robinson, may even be a better version of David Robinson. We'll have to wait and see where things go. But what an amazing week <laughs> it, it ended up being. What a fun, fun moment it was. Tuesday night. On a snowy, snowy, snowy Tuesday night. Late in the evening. In Staples Center. To see Wiggins and Kobe go at it back and forth. Shades of that 98 All-Star game. And when the Bulls would go into Staples Center or the state of the Lakers are coming to Chicago and such. It was more when the Bulls went to Staples, though. It seemed it just seemed to be different when it, when it was that way. It was, at the, it was the Forum still, pardon me. The Great Western Forum still at the time. Yeah, the, the Staples Center didn't start till 2000-ish. Um, and boy, that building had a lot of winning at that time, didn't it? Whew. But uh, to see Kobe and Wiggins interact the way they did. It was a wonderful, wonderful thing. And now, <laughs> to see Kobe's blessing get passed on to, to Andrew Wiggins, it, it was a truly a remarkable feeling, a, a wonderful feeling as a Timberwolves fan to know that our guy, Andrew Wiggins, now has Kobe Bryant's blessing. And he will also carry it on <laughs> to Zach Levine as well. And, but ultimately, you could see Wiggins is the one that he, he truly sees as like his apprentice, so to speak. Just like Michael Jordan once saw Kobe Bryant years ago. Could it be happening? Could the next great player in the NBA be Andrew Wiggins? Or am I just spouting off into craziness? Maybe it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, when the, when, when the blessing of one of the greatest of all time is, is given, to, given to one of your star players, that truly is a wonderful thing indeed. We'll be back next week to talk about three games and then off into the All-Star break, which will soon be a regular place for Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins and maybe Zach as well for many, many years to come. <laughs>